This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. I am Marshall Davis. It is a wet day up here in the mountains, and my sump pump has been going all day. So, uh, if you hear a loud noise during this recording, that's what it is. Today, I'm going to be talking about the topics of reincarnation, resurrection, and heaven from the perspective of unitive awareness. I thought about calling this a non-dual guide to the afterlife. A listener from Canada asked whether I thought it was possible that we come back again physically after death. I responded to him briefly by email and then added that I've been thinking about doing an episode on the subject, so here it is. Now, reincarnation is an idea that originated in India and is held by such religions as Hinduism and Buddhism. It basically says that we are reborn in another form, human or or animal, on earth after our death. It is actually more complex and varied than that. There are all sorts of schemes of religious transmigration that propose that the individual soul travels through various spiritual dimensions and material dimensions of existence on its way to liberation. It's almost always connected to the idea of karma, that you reap in a future lifetime what you sow in this lifetime. A good life results in a higher birth and a bad life in a lower birth. It's one way of explaining the problem of evil and suffering that is dealt with in some way in every religious tradition. The belief that there is cosmic justice at work in the universe. The idea of resurrection arose in the ancient Near East and is present in religions like Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. It says that after death, we will one day return to life physically through the power of God, and that normally is thought to happen at the judgment followed by a very physical afterlife in a new earth and new heavens. There are variations of this belief as well, with some views of resurrection being more spiritual than physical. And then later, through the writings of Thomas Aquinas, Christianity adopted the idea of the immortal soul from Greek philosophy, resulting in the popular Christian belief that we survive death as individual spiritual souls in heaven or possibly hell. Now, there has been borrowing between East and West when it comes to these ideas. For example, there are there were some early Christians who adopted the idea of reincarnation. The early church father Origen in the 3rd century believed in reincarnation. Then you have Sikhism, which is a union of Islam and Hinduism that believes in reincarnation. And furthermore, It is believed by many Buddhist scholars that the Buddha himself, as much as we can recover his original teachings, did not accept the Hindu teaching on reincarnation. That came into Buddhism later as a concession to Indian culture. 
So there are variations of beliefs in Eastern and Western religions. Now I want to examine these ideas in the light of what we really are, what we know by direct experience. Look at these words for a moment. Reincarnation and resurrection. Now chances are one of these is more important and meaningful to you than the other, or maybe it's neither of these words but instead the word heaven with all the connotations of being reunited with deceased loved ones and living happily ever after in a celestial paradise. Pick whichever idea is most attractive to you and just sit with it for a while. And notice all the emotions that are connected to it. The idea of a future individual existence is likely to bring out strong emotions connected with it. That's because we want to believe it. That's because these ideas are the desperate attempt of our ego, our individual self, our personality, to hope to survive death in some way. It desperately wants to exist now and in the future and hopefully even in the past. It wants to survive any way it can and that is why we are attracted to these ideas of an afterlife. But notice what you see right now by direct experience. Notice that in reality these ideas that I've just been mentioning are all in our mind. They are ideas connected to spiritual traditions, to be sure. That means they probably have some importance to us, but they are always simply ideas appearing in this conscious presence that we are. Now notice also that these, these ideas have to do with the future and with the past. But do you really experience the future or the past or are, are these also just ideas? The past is an idea in the mind connected to memories which are in the mind. The future is an idea based on expectations which are ideas. They are both ideas that we are experiencing now. From a scientific perspective, Einstein said that the distinction between past and present and future is only what he called a stubbornly persistent illusion. Time is not real. It is only here and now. And we can see this for ourselves. Furthermore, what exactly is it that would be resurrected or reincarnated or exist forever as an individual in heaven. When we look carefully, we see that the idea of an individual self is also an idea. It is a construction of the mind. The only reality is awareness now. So if there are no individual selves, however you define them, what is there to be 
reincarnated or resurrected. There is only one reality that we know ourselves to be right now. And we are this wide openness, this endless presence in which all ideas about the self and all hopes and theories about continued existence of the self and other forms appear. Reincarnation, resurrection, and heaven are ideas that are happening here and now. Once we see the nature of these ideas, then we can play with them if we want to. It's a fun game, but it's just a mental game. I mean, I like theology, but all theology is just a game. I enjoy the game, but that's I realize that's all it is. Now, some ideas may seem like they come closer to reality than others, but they're still all ideas. They are only true insofar as we can say that doctrines are mythically or psychologically true, but even that description is an idea. Now when I play this game, I say that the One is continually incarnated in all things. As the One, we are incarnated or reincarnated in all people who have ever existed and will ever exist. We are resurrected in all people who will exist. This is because God is the sole source of existence and as the world's soul, to use Emerson's phrase, is in all things. There is only God behind everything and in everything. As the Bible says, God is all and in all. It also says that Christ is all and in all. Christ is the incarnation of the divine in all things. So we are one with the divine. As Jesus said, before Abraham was born, I am. We live in everyone. That is the truth behind resurrection. Another way of looking at it is to say that resurrection is a way of talking about awakening to this reality of who we are and to the reality that death has no claim on us. Life cannot die. Being cannot cease to be. The I am cannot not be. We are every human being who has ever lived and who will ever live. Our physical bodies include evidence of creatures that have lived on this planet before us since the beginning of life on Earth. Our genes show us that. And our genes are reincarnated in our descendants. That's one way to look at the truth behind reincarnation. This reality inspires us to live the teaching of Jesus, to love our neighbor as ourselves, because our neighbors are literally ourselves. We are our neighbors. We are one. By loving them, we are literally loving ourselves and loving God 
in every creature. This can also be a motivation for the protection of the environment and, and all other species on earth because we are all creatures on earth. They are us. Loving them is loving ourselves and it is loving God. So, what happens after our physical death? The same thing as before birth. The same thing as now. It is all one. This is it. Now, I will share my own idea on the matter, which is only idea, of course. If all is one, then everything that has ever happened, and everyone who has ever lived, even these selves, and these bodies, a part of eternal reality. It's all one. Ironically, that means that the existence that the self longs for is real, but not the way it thinks. As they paradoxically say in the East, Nirvana is samsara. Rebirth is now. Rebirth is awakening to reality. This is eternal life. Here and now, there's no place to go. We don't have to wait for death to inherit heaven, await for the end of countless reincarnations, or a future resurrection. The kingdom of God is now. It is at hand, as Jesus said. It is within us, as he said. It is all around us, in our midst, as Jesus said. This is the kingdom of God. And this is enough talking for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Mm-hmm.